over the past few weeks, we've been uh, talking fashion and what it means to be clothed in Christ. Because as Christians, it's not just a fashion statement, but it's a faith statement of who we are. You know, Paul writes in Galatians, he says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, for all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself in Christ. You know, Scripture says that the only way we get to heaven is being perfectly dressed. And, and we're not talking about being perfect. The fact is we've all sinned. We, we're all exposed before God. The only way we get to heaven is putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, clothing ourselves in Jesus Christ. And you might go, well, how, how do you do that? Well, by accepting Jesus as your Savior and Lord, by wearing Jesus uh, all, all the time, uh, kind of a designer label, you might say, allowing Jesus to cover you with his righteousness, his love, his grace. And, and we've talked about that it's a phenomenal wardrobe, and it's perfectly tailored for, for us and for, for living. And that as Christ followers, we are all supermodels. You know, we're on the runway. We're on the runway of life. We're modeling Jesus all the time. We're, we're modeling the faith. You might say, you are what you wear. And that we're not to take Jesus and put him on and then take him off and put him on and take him off according to the situation, according to the season, or according to who we're hanging around. But we're to put Jesus Christ on and we're to allow him to change us from the inside out. And when you do that, what happens is, you start living the abundant life that Jesus promised his followers. The fact is, you begin to experience the best that God has to offer. And again, it's, it's not just a fashion statement, but it is a faith statement. And that kind of faith, I believe, resonates with the world and it shines. We talked about since the beginning that, that clothing and our faith have, have been closely connected. You know, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, you remember they, they tried to cover themselves. They became the first designers on the planet. They sewed fig leaves together and made clothing, and they tried to hide from God. But, the, but their sin broke that, and God had to step in and, and deal with it and left the world broken. And in fact, it put us in the middle of a cosmic battle. And what's going on is there's a fight for our souls. The fact is there's a fight. Uh, Satan and all his evil forces are determined to win this fight. And it's a fight that culture now ha has stepped in and joined in. And it's a fight to destroy us. And it's a fight with sin. And we're all in this fight. Like it or not, we're in the fight. And too often... And this is just my observation, Christ followers are not dressed for the fight. The fact is they're scantily clad, their, their faith is very skimpy, and they're not completely dressed. And so what ends up happening is we live these very weak, defeated type lives. And we talked about this last week, we, we talked about the victorious secret and that, that strategy that, that God gives us for having victory in our life. 
Paul, Paul writes this, he says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. If you're a Christ follower today, I will tell you Satan wants to hurt you. Satan's on a mission. His strategy, it's very simple. It's throughout Scripture, and it's steal, kill, destroy. In other words, he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your careers, your finances. The fact is, he wants to destroy your life, and ultimately, he wants to destroy your soul. And if you weren't here last week, I'd really encourage you to, to go online and at least listen to last week's message. Uh, you can go to iTunes, uh, listen to our podcast, or go to our website. You can watch the, the video uh, cast of last week's message. Paul writes, says, goes on, he says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Our, our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual fight. And I will tell you that Satan's our enemy. He doesn't fight fair. In fact, he's very sly. He's subtle. I don't care how smart you think you are. He'll, he's smarter than you. And it is important that you know who your enemy is. You know and recognize his tactics. And it is vital that you're completely dressed for the fight. Paul goes, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in times of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be what? Standing firm. See, God says we can go the distance. God says that we can stand firm, we can have victory, but we have to be completely dressed, full armor of God. You know, Paul, Paul was writing the, the Ephesians and uh, writing to the people of the church there, and he was in prison at the time, and he was chained to the, the Roman centurion. And he looked, and that, that Roman centurion's armor inspired a strategy for Paul. And it was a faith design, and it was a faith design for dealing with spiritual warfare in our life. And we looked at three pieces of armor last week, and I'm just going to blitz, blitz through these, but it says, stand your ground. Here we go. Putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. As Christ followers, we're to wear the belt of truth. And we talked about this uh, last week, that we get victory when we wear the belt of truth. We, we stand on one truth, and that's God's truth. You know, God's truth never changes. I know what culture says. Culture says that everything's subjective. Everything uh, changes according to the situation. You know, our culture says that our feelings, my feelings, are, important, are more important than truth. That's what culture says, which has led to a lot of confusion in the world, led to a lot of chaos. The fact is we are to wear 
the belt of truth, God's truth. And, and this is a core decision that you have to make. You, you can build your life, because it's your choice, you can build it on shifting sand, you can build it on the latest trend, fad, popular opinion, or you can choose to build your life on the truth of God. But it's a choice you have to make. I can't make it for you. The belt of truth gives you stability in life. The belt of truth, when you put it on, it strengthens your inner core. You know, it stabilizes you. It holds you together in changing times, in tough times in your life. You know, we, we talked about that not only do we need the belt of truth in our life, but we need the armor of God, God's righteousness. And we talked about under armor last week, remember? That it per, is there to protect our hearts, protect our emotions, that Satan has a target on you. He wants to get to your heart. And he will use whatever he needs to. He'll use a movie or a book or songs or philosophies or pornography because what he wants to do is injure your heart. And he knows that if he can get to your heart, if he can damage your heart, he can pollute you and he can change you. And the fact is, if you want to be blessed in your life, I hear this all the time, people go, why aren't, why aren't I blessed, why aren't I blessed? Friends, if you want to be blessed in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your business, in your vocation, in your finances, I will tell you, you need to protect your heart. You need to protect your heart. God will not bless an impure heart. You want victory in your life, you have to have a pure heart. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying perfect. Nobody here is perfect. Let's just get that out there. Nobody's perfect. But we can have pure hearts that seek God. In fact, the only thing that I find in Scripture that Satan fears on our end is a pure heart, it says. Pure heart. And then we talked about the the importance of having the right shoes, you know, that shoes are essential. I talked about these are my basketball shoes, and they keep me from sliding and slipping all over the court uh, when I'm playing basketball. The shoes of peace keep you from slipping in life. They keep you from falling. They keep you from falling away in your life. You know, and that peace only comes from the good news of Jesus Christ. It, it comes from knowing every day when you get up that God wants the best for you, that God has a plan for your life. And when you lack peace, and some of you know this, what happens? Your feet get really heavy. It's really difficult to move through life without peace. You, you don't have stability. The fact is, things, things get in your head and it starts eating at you. See, peace, peace allows you to stand firm and strong. It gives you sure footing in the challenges that you face in life. And I know some of you desperately need peace in your life. In fact, part of the reason you're losing the battle that you're in right now is you don't have peace. So you live anxious. You live angry. You live worried. You're, you're 
irritated at, at life and everything. You need peace, and I will tell you, the only person that can offer you peace is God. And so you got the belt, it's about integrity. The armor, the under armor, God's righteousness, it's about purity, and the shoes of peace are about stability, okay? Now we're going to launch forward. Paul, Paul says, in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows uh, of the devil. Now, we're going to find out how much you guys know. Anybody recognize this? Anybody? No superhero fans, huh? Wonder Woman. <laughs> ah, it's Mother's Day. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, I'll share. I, I thought I'll use a Captain America shield, and then uh, you know how they trace your. You, they know what you browsed at, so this keeps popping up on my screen. I'm like, oh God, you're so funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> shield of faith, shield of faith. It is to protect us. It's to protect us from the fiery arrows of the evil one. It's there to help defend you know, deflect, to guard yourself from attack. It's there to, to allow you to fight with certainty in your life. Why? Because you trust God. You trust God's promises. Even when things are going against you, even when the battle's going against you, even when the attack is on and the arrows start flying, you trust God's promises. You trust that God will see you through. You know, the shield of faith, it, it protects you. I've seen the, the post, you probably have too. It says, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. The fact is, what God says is true. Whether you believe it or not, God's word's true. The promises are true. Even, even when you can't see God's hand in movement in your life, God it will stay true. Even when you're in the battle and you're not sure you're winning at that moment, God's promises are true. You know, Satan, he, he's launching the arrows at you. And he likes to launch different things, like, like doubt is an arrow. He loves to launch at people. Because as he launches those arrows... He can get into your head. He's been doing this since the beginning of time. You, if you reread the uh, fall uh, of Adam and Eve, he uses doubt. You know, he gets, he gets in their head. Did, did God really say that you can't eat from that tree over there? And then, it, then he raises the question, can you trust God really? I mean, can you? And here's what happens. See, Satan knows if he can get you doubting, he can mislead you. He can discourage you. It's never going to get better in my life. I'll, I'll, I'll never change. You know, this, this is hopeless. I mean, why, why try? Friends, without the shield of faith, I will tell you the arrows will penetrate. The arrows will hit, and they will do damage. 
and he will keep launching them and shooting them, and he'll try different things because he knows if you take enough hits and lower your shield, he can take you down. Friends, when things are uncertain, you need certainty, don't you? When things happen in your life, you need certainty. And we live in very uncertain times. The fact is, if you have certainty, you can stand strong in your life. Some of you are under attack. Some of you, Satan keeps launching arrow after arrow after arrow, and he wants to get you doubting that you're going to get through it. I mean, what do you do? You lift your shield. You protect yourself. You know, with faith, with faith there's victory because of the power of Jesus Christ. You know, too many Christ followers do this. I give up. I quit. And they just drop the shield. And what happens when you do that? You start to believe your doubts. And then you doubt your beliefs. And when you do that, I will tell you you're very vulnerable. You need to shield yourself. You got, some of you need to pick your shield up. Some of you have been carrying it. You just need to lift it up. And you need to protect yourself at all times. You know how? Well, spend time in God's word will lift the shield. You know, what you're doing this morning, attending church and worship every week, it keeps your shield up. You, you connect and share with other Christians. You go, man, I'm going through this. They help you lift your shield up. Satan will fire those arrows at you. He tries to get you to doubt. He, he'll fire arrows at you and try and get you anxious in your life. In fact, some of you, you're so anxious that it's overtaking you. You know, anxious means to be pulled in various directions, different directions. See, if you get pulled in enough directions in your life, what happens is you get overwhelmed. And so Satan just keeps firing these arrows at you, rapid succession, one after another. It's a rainbow of rare arrows coming at you, at your family, at your marriage, at your finances, at your occupation, because he knows if he fires enough of them and he can get a fire going here or there, he can create enough distractions in your life, enough problems, at some point he will hurt you and he will take you down. Sometimes he'll shoot arrows of temptation. You ever been tempted? Deadly precision with this one. I mean, he'll use specially designed arrows. They're dipped in combustible material. And when the arrows hit, they start burning. And he will fire those arrows at you when you're weak, tired, vulnerable in your life. And if you don't have the shield up to protect, watch out. Shoots those arrows, they, they whisper. Go ahead, go ahead. You need this, man. You need it. Every, everybody else is doing it. It's okay. You're entitled to this. And arrow after arrow after arrow, he's hoping one of those will strike. 
one of those will produce fire in your life. He wants to harm you. He wants to harm you. The Roman soldiers, they had their shields held up. They're ready to protect themselves. Their shields were, were made of wood. And they'd cover them with leather. And right before the battle, right before they went into war, they'd dip them into water, leave them laying in water for a while so they'd soak up. And they'd use that in the battle. Why? So when the arrow struck, and they were, some, many of the times they were on fire, they'd extinguish themselves. So he fires these arrows. They're raining down. They're, he's got precision with them. You hold the shield of faith to protect yourself. Not your faith, okay? What kind of faith? Well, the scripture there talks about not just saving faith. If you're a Christian, you've been saved by faith. Not talking about historical faith. Oh, I, I, I believe this. I grew up, you know, my mom, dad taught me this. I remember learning this in Sunday school. No, it's bigger faith than that. It's faith that God's active in your life. Faith that God's working, God's in control, that God will come through. You know, the shield of faith, it's important, it's vital, but you have to hold it up. Some of you have to pick it up and hold it up. Roman soldiers, they, they had their shields, and they were beveled on the edge. And so what would happen, Roman soldiers, in the heat of the battle, as the arrows are flying, they, they would get together, and they would actually interlock their shields. They would create this impenetrable wall as they march forward. And I will tell you, brothers and sisters, as Christians, we are should look around us and when a brother or sister is under attack we should be joining our shields as a church and protecting one another creating a wall to protect them and defend them and keep them from from being hurt i mean that's the order and the call of the church to not just sit and watch somebody else but to protect one another in our lives and i want to say something to moms and dads the, the shield of faith is vital to your family. The fact is, the shield of faith is the way you protect your family. And I will tell you, families are under attack today. You know, sh Satan is shooting arrows at your family. He wants you to lower your shields as a family. Because he wants to mess you up. He wants to mess up your priorities. He wants to get you overscheduled and overextended so that you're exhausted, so that you're distracted. That's really what he's getting at. So that you go, I, don't, I, I just can't hold the shield up. I got all this other stuff so he can destroy your family. That's his game plan. Moms, dads, pick up the shield and unify and join together and create a wall and protect your family and protect your kids. And I know it's not always easy. And it's not always easy being able to stand against the attacks that come your way. 
But I will tell you, if you don't do that, you will regret it one day. See, God promises that if we stand shields high, we can overcome. We can have victory in life. You know, Paul, Paul writes this. He says, no, in all these things, we are, I love this, we are more, we are more, we are greater than, we are bigger than, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It is important you understand whose side you're on. It's important you understand who you are as Christians. Victory is promised when we trust God, no matter what we're feeling, no matter what our eyes see, no matter what we're hearing. The fact is, shield of faith is where you find victory. Paul goes, goes on, he says, put on salvation as your helmet. And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The centurion wore a helmet. They rarely took off their helmet. Why? Because it was there to protect them. It was there to keep them from getting knocked out or killed. And so they would wear the helmet all the time. Spiritually speaking, the, the armor pieces, you got, you got the uh, righteousness of God, that's the under armor, it's protecting the heart. And then you've got the under armor, so to speak, that protects your mind. Well, from what? Well, evil thoughts, negative input, the fiery shots that we just talked about, the different things. Friends, if you're gonna go into battle in your life, if you're going to win that battle over doubt, over anxiety, over, over temptation, over dis, discouragement or, or depression, you have got to control what goes into your mind. You've got to control the, your thoughts. You know, protect your mind. You've got to protect it. I mean, how? Under Armour. God's righteousness protects your heart, it protects your mind. You know, the helmet protects your mind. And Christ followers, when you put on salvation, when you became a Christ follower, you received a new mind. Did you know that? In fact, becoming a believer involves the mind. You know, when, when you first repented and said, I, I want Jesus as my Savior, that word repent, it's actually a military term. It's a term that means about face. You were going this way, now you're going this way. It means you changed your mind, you changed your direction. It's a complete 180. Life went from being about me to, okay, God, what do you want me to be? And friends, we are in a war, and the theater of operation is here. Are you protecting what goes in here? Paul writes this, 2 Corinthians 2.11. He says, it's my duty to make sure that Satan does not win even a small victory over us. For we do not want to be naive and then fall prey to his schemes. In other words, don't be naive 
protect your mind. You know, don't give Satan a foothold in your life. And I will tell you, if you're not a Christ follower today, you haven't taken that step to make him Lord and Savior, well, you don't have protection against Satan. Only, only God can protect. You know, Satan is not afraid of you. He's not afraid of your words. He's afraid of God's words. He's not afraid of your thoughts. He's afraid of God's thoughts. Salvation, it's the under armor. It's what protects your mind. And and here's what blows my mind. What people open themselves up to. They go, oh, I don't need protection. I don't need any protection. And so we read stuff. And we watch stuff. And we click and view. And I will tell you, some, some stuff's good. Some stuff is uh, fluff. I don't get it. Some stuff has a little value. Some has very little value. But there is a pile of stuff out there that's just bad. And too many Christians say, oh, I don't need protection. And what happens is we pollute our minds and when you pollute your mind, you go, well, I, I, I'm just looking. I'm, just, I'm, just, it's, I'm not really doing anything. Friends, I will tell you, when you pollute this, your actions start changing. You, you can't choose what happens to you in life. But you can choose what you decide to allow into your mind for the most part. You can choose what, what you're going to dwell on what you're going to focus on in your life. Paul writes, he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Friends, when you focus your mind on that, on the good things, You protect your mind. You protect your integrity, your purity, your peace. There's one more piece of of armor, uh, and it's interesting. The first five are mostly defensive, protect. The final piece is offensive. It's, It's used to engage in the battle. You know, the armor's great. It's great to have armor protect you. But I will tell you, in a war, if all you have is armor, well, you're in trouble unless you got a weapon. You know, Paul, Paul says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We're talking about the Bible there. See, a, a centurion carried a sword and they, they would protect with it, but they also became very offensive with it. You know, Paul says the word of God is an offensive weapon. We use the word of God to come out swinging, to come out fighting, to go after the evil one, to do what we need to do so that we can change the fight. And I, I was sitting at my desk and I'm thinking about, okay, I don't know, I, I, swords, I, I don't quite quite understand that and and then something hit me i think you'll like this 
<laughs> Word of God. It's a lightsaber, right? You know, God's Word's a light for our lives. God's Word, it helps us divide right from wrong. You know, God's Word, it's what we need in the fight. You know, some of you are in the battle right now. You need God's Word speaking in. Why? Because the force of God is something to be reckoned with. You know, the force of God is what strengthens us in our fight. And unfortunately, too many people don't have a sword for the fight. Don't open the sword. You know, it's interesting. The more a centurion would use their sword, it would become duller and duller and duller. God's word's just the opposite. The word of God's word, God's spirit, the more you use it, the more you spend time in God's word, it gets sharper and sharper and sharper the more you use it. You know, as you mature, as you grow, as you become more proficient with God's word, pretty soon you know how it feels. You know the weight of it. You understand it's a weapon. You understand it's there to encourage and to support you. See, maturity, and some people get this all messed up, maturity is more than just knowing God's word. It's about knowing and being obedient to God's word. But it's also knowing how to use God's word. You know, Paul, he writes this, he says, you've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. I think he paused there probably for a little bit, let everybody think about it. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Now, I'm going to translate that. He's going, are you growing? Are you growing? You know, are you growing in your faith? And, and you may be going, well, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. Well, he follows up a couple verses later. He goes, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training, see, training, you got to be training, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. The more time you spend in God's word, the less confusion you're going to have about decisions in your life. The, the fact is you have to be spending time. You have to know the Bible well enough so that when you see something, like an idea pops in your head, and very quickly when that shot comes, you're able to go, that, that's not right. That, that's not God's way. That's not what God says. Instead of going, I, I don't know, you know, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? Friends, as you mature, you become proficient. You are able to spot right and wrong pretty quickly. You're capable of defending your position. You can stand firm because you know it's the right place to stand and no longer does Satan get the best of you when you get into God's word and understand that. 
All of a sudden, you begin to expand God's kingdom in your life. You begin to expand the, the way that you walk with sureness. You're able to fight the good fight in your life. You're able to stand your ground when things start turning. You're able to go, you know what? You are not getting my family. You're not having my marriage. I am going to protect it. You know, my business, it belongs to God, and I will not operate that way. You know, my work, it's my worship, and everybody else may be doing that, but I will not do that because I know this, and I know God's word. You're not getting my mind, Satan. I belong to God. I have been fearfully and wonderfully made, and you will not have a stance in my life. I will honor God no matter what. I will fight, and I will fight the good fight. I'm prepared to fight this fight. And there are times that you go, you know what, I'm also prepared to get cut in the middle of this and get hurt. And that's the thing about God's word. God's word is very offensive and we can protect ourselves, but every once in a while you ever read God's word and you go, ouch, ooh, that hurt. See, God's word, it, it's a sword. You know, Paul, or Hebrew writer says, indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joint from marrow. It's able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. God's word, it will pierce your heart sometimes. It is sharp, and it'll change your ways. God's word, it's one of those that it will test your thoughts and your intentions. It will keep you in check. You go, oh, I can't go there. I know what God's word says. But I will tell you that the Bible is no weapon at all until you use it, until you know it until you start memorizing it, until you start embedding it in your heart on a regular basis, then, then it becomes an effective weapon. Then you're able to stand strong. Then you're able to overcome the things that you need to overcome. You can hold off your enemy. You can protect yourself. You can protect your family. You can defend yourself. You can recognize quickly right from wrong most of the time. And God's word, that sword, will alter the fight, whatever fight you're in today, and it will help you gain ground. Christ followers, here's the deal. And I know, I know how we are in, in, in our lives. You know, we, we think it's pick and choose like fashion, you know. We're like, ooh, I, I, I like the shoes. I like the shoes of peace, man. Those are cool. Love these shoes. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Belt of truth. Yeah, not so interested in that. I kind of like to pick my truths. Love the shield. Oh, man, this shield, I need it to protect myself. I am into shields, man, and I will sport this and carry it, but the sword, mm, yeah, not so much. I don't like sword. I find when I open the sword and read it, sometimes I don't like what I read. Sometimes it makes me uncomfortable. 
Friends, if you're a Christ follower, you have to put on all, 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 all the armor of God. Every single piece completely dressed so that you are prepared for the battle, so you're prepared for the struggle, so you can face whatever that obstacle is that you're facing, so you can fight the good fight. You need every piece. And I, here, here's what I know. Some of you are in a battle today. Some of you have been fighting for a long time. Some of you are, are worn out and you're tired. And some of you are going, I don't understand why I keep having to fight this battle. And here's my best advice to you. You might check and see if you've got on the full wardrobe. Are you completely dressed? Full armor. See, it's not just a fashion statement. It's really a faith statement. And it has everything to do with the battle and whether you're going to win or not. You know, you're in a battle and you maybe go, well, it's not a big thing. It's kind of small. Some of you are going, it's gigantic. It's huge. And what I would say to you, you are stronger than you believe. Not because you're strong, because God's stronger. And you have greater power than you will ever know. But you got to put on the full armor of God to have victory over whatever it is that you're trying to get over. And victory is only possible because of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ in your life, period. So here, we're going to close. If you are in any kind of battle or you got some obstacle, something you're trying to overcome, I want you to just stand up. I'm going to pray for you and, and just lift it to God. We're going to lift it to God together. And uh, I want to pray for you today. We stand firm in our faith. And those standing right now, stand firm in your faith. God will give you victory, but you got you gotta you gotta be fully dressed. You gotta maybe go back through today's message and just go. What do I need to be doing that I'm not doing? What am I, what am I not doing? And put it on, put it on. Let, let's bow in prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you today. And God, you see the warriors. You see those standing before you today. And God, I pray your spirit would breathe life. God, that you would let them know with you there's victory. Whatever, whatever the challenge is. God, I pray that uh, you just show them your strength, your power. That you're true to your promises, Lord. And it may not get cleaned up overnight. But did you have a plan? And if they'll just stand strong with you and see it through, that there'll be a day they'll look back and go, I had victory. I had victory. Because of God. I'm a better person because of this. I've grown. I got a new opportunity because of this. Whatever, Lord. God, I just praise you and I thank you for the promises of your word. I thank you for the power of your spirit in our lives. And we give you the glory 
with all we say and all we do, and God's people said, prayer teams will be down front. They'll be glad to pray with you. Um, you can come down and just say, pray for me. I've got a battle going on. So let, let's stand. Let's worship together.